Vénganse, vénganse, vénganse. Vamos a jugar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a cantar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a llorar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a fumar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a jugar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a cantar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a fumar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a tomar hoy. Welcome, friends, to another episode on this frequency. We are your hosts, um, Natalie. I'm Ricky. And we are Rayless today. We are. Where is Ray? Everyone, I'm panicking for multiple reasons. Not just because Ray is not here to guide us through this episode, but... um. Yeah, Natalie, why are you panicking? There's no agenda. There's no what? There's no agenda. Okay. And so, you know, Ricky and I had a conversation over coffee last weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, long story short, we decided, you know what? <clears throat> we're not going to talk all week. And we're just going to come in on Friday night. And we're just going to shoot the shit. Right. <clears throat> because we do take a lot of time to plan things out. To talk about things and we'll mm-hmm. do these outlines and all these topics will come up and mm-hmm. then the whole week will go by and we're talking about this topic and then it ends up becoming this convoluted, very complex conversation that by the time we get here, we've already like we don't I think the conversations just kind of and we're burnt out. Yeah, we're yeah. burnt out. So yeah. I was like, you know what? <laughs> we should just, you know. We already know that we converse well about anything and it never surprises me how we can just go for hours. Right. Without even having an agenda when it, as it relates to our, our personal lives. Right. You know, so I'm always really impressed by that. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to worry about this. I don't want to, let's just see what comes out and have it be a thing and that's it. Yeah. And initially, um. I was very like, well, let's see. I don't know. And you were still like that moment. And I'm still even now ago. like, I don't know. And that's only because, and and I'll say this because we're talking about our personal lives and how real, real, raw and real everything is. Naturally, I'm the type of person that has to kind of have a plan, so to speak. Okay. Uh, a, a guide, something to base myself off of. So whenever we do this podcast, I do like to have something written down or have read something, even if it's as basic as the definition of what is, I don't know, what is Google for? Just so that I can get my wheel spinning mm-hmm. and get my mind going. And so going off like just like this, I'm freaking out. Still? You know what I mean? Yeah, because I, I don't know if I'm going to have a brain fart or if I'm not going to get the words out. You have out. those even when you have like things planned out. True. You, you true. still you, you have those moments inevitably. Fair. So, so I think what happened was knowing that we weren't going to have an agenda and we didn't have anything, probably like an hour Planned. before, I remembered. Mm-hmm. And also because I've had uncertainty on my mind like these last few weeks. Mm. Excuse me. There's a documentary on Netflix called Stutz. Mm -hmm. And it's Jonah Hill Mm -hmm. interviewing his 
therapist <clears throat> who has Parkinson's. I was fascinated with his doctor. Like straight up, I loved his doctor. Yeah. And I happened to watch it in a time where my house was burning down. You really needed it. Was just, it. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I, I word for word wrote everything this man said down. Okay. Like I was pausing the movie, yeah. writing it down. He does these these little images, yeah. drawings and stuff like that. And it really spoke to me. It it He kind of just broke down life in its simplest form, right? Mm, mm. <clears throat> and just saying that you just need three basic things. Like if you're in a, a shithole and you can't figure things out, mm-hmm. just focus on your exercise, like your body. Right. Make sure that your body <clears throat> is having activity mm-hmm. and you're eating right. Mm-hmm. Then your your relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Like making sure that, and not like everybody and their mother, but just like core people in your lives. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the last one is getting in touch with your subconsciousness, like writing mm-hmm. to yourself, like really connecting with who's who you are. And the best way to do that is just through writing, you know, yeah. really. So I was really into it. And I really, <clears throat> everything that he said, I exercised. And there's this whole part. <clears throat> that he has in there. Sorry, I can't get rid of this cough. I've had this cough for like, like four weeks. Allergy season. It's terrible. Too, right? <clears throat> There's a section where he talks about the aspects of reality. Okay. And how <laughs> three unavoidable things that we cannot get around at all: pain, mm. uncertainty, mm. and constant work. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So he, <laughs> so he breaks Fair. it. Fair. Yeah, he does. And he breaks it down and he pretty much says that these are the things we just have to live with no matter what. There's no way around it, right? If it didn't work like that, if you could banish those things, then there would be no progress in your life. Like there's no room for you to grow if you don't have pain, uncertainty, and constant work. Yeah. So he says, without these elements, there is no change, no bravery, no courageousness. Right? Okay. <clears throat> and he kind of just goes on to say how much we need um, just bad things happening to us because yeah. that's what and the one I think that I have the most difficult time accepting is the uncertainty part because that's the one thing that I think I want so badly is yeah. certainty <clears throat> the relationships in my life the jobs that I have the things that I'm doing how can I just be really sure of something I want to be sure of things well can we replace the word <clears throat> certainty with stable because St- they because not like you're saying right nothing is certain right but things can be stable you can have a stable. i think stability is the complete opposite of uncertainty uh-huh because if you're stable then you have nothing to really worry about right uh-huh. so to speak like the things that you want to be like what do you want to be stable about you in particular uh money okay finances if you have all of the finances, all your money, all the money that you need and want, you have it all. You're safe. You don't have nothing to worry about, right? Uh-huh. Something else is going to creep up on you right. that is going to make you uncertain that finances right. can't fix. Right. It's inevitable. And that's mm. what he's saying. Like, mm. And it kind of goes back to what you're saying of expectation. Like, don't expect shit. Yeah. Don't expect anything from anyone. Don't, you know... Don't expect anything and learn to... So that's what I'm learning, right? Don't expect anything Mm. and get comfortable with living with uncertainty, Mm. which is hard, right? Mm. Because if you don't expect anything, then you almost embrace uncertainty. Sure. Because if something bad happens, okay, well, (laughs) something good happens, 
Oh, surprise. yeah. You know what? We I'm have saying? to be comfortable with the unknown. And that's what I'm trying to get at. But that's hard. Yeah. That's yeah. hard to want to be certain to to want that certainty. And I was thinking, well, what? Why? Why do I want <clears throat> certain certainty so bad? Why do I yeah. want stability so bad? Why do I want these elements in my life? And I think because I want those things, I create these attachments with people. Mm. And I try to hold on to people as much as I can because what if you leave? What if I don't have you anymore? Right. N- then what? And then you go into a state of anxiety and panic and stress. And then you're pulling on this person really tight now. Oh, yeah. Or tugging. Oh, all of that. And now this person's freaking out, I'm sure. Right. Or right. whoever these people might be. And then and then now as a, as a result, they're going to pull away because of your uncertainty. <laughs> So it becomes this, like, and then I become uncertain. It's it's the circle of uncertainty. Yeah, it is. But um, I really want to. I really want to embrace that. I really want to practice that. But I think it's really hard when other people, or the majority of people, think that that may even be a radical thing. Mm. To love unconditionally, Mm. to not have expectations from people, and to get comfortable in the uncertainty. Yeah, because in. Then, then again, I thought, well, why am, what am I afraid of? What am I? Mm-hmm. And I think it just goes back to the people that I lost along the way in my life that were key people, were really important people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that quote unquote abandonment kind of stuck with me. And so now I'm in co- a constant state of people aren't going to stick around. Yeah. So then, so, mm, so then is your love conditional? Oh, it always has been. <clears throat> and but I, you want unconditional love. I'm trying to learn how to love unconditionally. Okay. Because I, to to my point, right, that that it, 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 things are conditional. It's like you, when you mm-hmm. get into relationships with people. And when I say get into relationships with people, I'm not meaning like a romantic with anybody. Yeah. Oh, with yeah. your friends, with your family, with your kids. There's Anyone. always, and again, going back to an expectation and going back to... Um, conditions i'm gonna do this but i expect you to do this back i mm-hmm. want you to reciprocate this and sometimes you don't even talk about it and it's an unsaid thing and then yeah and everything. that's really hard <clears throat> it is really because hard because then you become really disappointed in yourself and the other person and then there's all this um all this friction and resentment hell yeah out of that's nowhere. really easy to collect yeah it's really easy to resent people to be upset with people we were talking about earlier this week arguing or, mm-hmm. or what, it, what, what, it, what is it that Ray asked us is, why do we argue? Why do we argue? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what you said. Mm, I said that. I said that. I don't know why we argue. I said, I know why I argue. And for me, that's unresolved um, uh, trauma of trying to seek validation from a young age, always wanting to be heard and even have someone agree to disagree. And it, it's been a constant you know, I'm right. No, I'm right. No, I'm right. Okay. So like, would just you let say, me be right? You know, so two things. A, I, my answer was I'm arguing with somebody if I don't feel like I'm hurt. Right. <clears throat> I'm going to have it out with you until you hear what I'm trying to say. Exactly. At all costs. Mm-hmm. Even if at the end of the day, you don't even really listen to what I actually said. Mm-hmm. But so would you say that you carry, you carry all of your anger and all of your resentments and all of that trauma that you that you have Mm -hmm. and so whoever happens to be the person you're arguing with they get that entire history of anger exactly exactly because it's because it is sad that's not fair natalie but that's but isn't that what 
so what triggers your anger oh no don't deflect homegirl. <laughs> well but, but hold on because that's what it is for me you you answered it for me it's all of the years of resentment and not being heard and not being um not agreeing with what i'm saying and and stressing out about just listen to what i have to say mm-hmm. and the person on the receiving end is just trying to um trying to prove their point as well mm-hmm. so um i think for me i never learned how to have a um conflict resolution that's what it is i didn't know the conflict resolution which i've been learning along the way right we talked about but that last week exactly and so that's very difficult to do especially when your ego kicks in right and all you start seeing is red right and, and <laughs> The, I, I keep mentioning this book that you suggested that we read from Dr. Gabor Mate. Mm-hmm. Um, the Myth of Normal. The Myth of Normal. And yeah. he talks about how it's okay to be angry. Yeah. But nobody, we th- there's a healthy way to be angry. Yeah. There's 100% healthy way to be angry and we just and never. And have discussions with people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why am I reading this book at this age? How come I didn't read this earlier? Mm-hmm. But in thinking of the, the last time I was angry. Mm-hmm. I kind of like when I get angry because I think <laughs> I, I think I'm not sure that I carry all of my trauma with me. Uh-huh. I don't I mean, I'm sure I do. There's remnants of it. Mm-hmm. But what will happen is I'll <laughs> I'll take shit from people. Yeah. And I'll just collect it, collect it, collect it, collect it. Not say anything like from like if you have with a specific person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually example. and actually. <laughs> That's what um, Dr. Gabor Mate says. He says that depression mm-hmm. is um, literally depressed anger. Mm. Anger that you just like suffocate inside of you. And then that's Ugh. why you end up depressed because you got all this anger, this yeah. build up. This, that feels heavy already just heavy. talking about it. Exactly. So yeah. so I think, so mine is is short term, uh. right? So, so like, let's say we've, uh, like within the last year and a half, mm-hmm. I may have gotten mad at you very many times, but you yeah. would have never known yeah. because I shut up about it. I pack it away. And, mm. I, and then one day you're going to do something that's going to completely <laughs> upset me yeah. and make me feel, make Rage. me feel, no, make me feel, let me get back to the make me feel part. Because <laughs> I, I, I want to pinpoint what that is. But I will let you have it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'll say all of the things that I should have said in the minute, in the moment that you made me angry before. Before you started before opening I, up that yeah. bag of. So here goes a year and a half's worth of anger. And I'm going to let you have it. And it feels so good. Yeah. It feels so good. And so, and I have a very specific example in my head about the last time that I was really angry. Mm. And it, it was such a good release. To say all of these angry things. Yeah. To say mean things. Yeah. And to just because I think I I think I prefaced my <laughs> I think I prefaced my <laughs> my disbursement of anger mm. with saying I'm really pissed. Like I'm angry and this is me being angry and then I just like have at it. After I'm done with it, it's like a good cry. You yeah. feel relieved. Yeah. And then I go back. 
and then I apologized. Like, look, I said some mean things, but I really just wanted you to kind of feel what I was feeling. Yeah. It's not because I really necessarily think that, which is not a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. But acknowledging that and going back and kind of walking through your angry moments, it felt so good, though. Yeah. So now I got to I have to learn how to do that initially initially and not hold on to the inventory of anger that i have for that per for anybody right you know what it, i'm saying because it, um it can become rather than uh what our conversation was the, an argument it could just be a discussion mm -hmm. which is completely different right we can okay. discuss the issue hey you know what i didn't like the way that you i don't know that you told me this can you please not do that again? That really hurt my feelings. And the person will acknowledge, hey, sorry, blah, blah, blah. Rather than, I'm going to bottle it up, I'm going to bottle it up, <laughs> da, da, da. And now we're arguing because, hey, now you're not listening. Now you've already made me feel all kinds of ways in the past. And so now I'm going to throw it back at you in a mean way. Yes. And so, um, fuck, I just lost my train of thought because I was looking up the, the definition of argument, which is an exchange of diverging or opposite views, typically a heated or an angry one, like when you have those underlying tones of all of that. Um, I think the reason why I won't have courageous confrontations with people, mm -hmm. I'm afraid of losing them. Mm. What if I say something that's really going to upset that person mm -hmm. and then they just walk out, which is absurd for me to think like as I'm saying that out loud, I'm thinking like, why would I think yeah. that key people in my life would do that? Right. Right. That's yeah. a, that's a weird thing to say. And or I don't I just don't want to cause any conflict. There's, right. There's I've already been through enough conflict. Why would I want to just yeah. create more? But with that, depressing my feelings and yeah. compounding everything inside instead of just fuck it. Like this is what it is. Yeah, I, I, I think I could agree with you on that. I'd, I'd rather just avoid the conflict altogether because now I don't want this weird uh, tiptoeing around or I I also won't want to have confrontation if it means that now a said person is going to say oh well I can't tell you anything because you're going to mm. be mad you're going to be <laughs> always upset which I think I told you a few weeks ago that I'm so tired of just coming off like an angry woman all the time I'm tired of being angry <laughs> okay so what are you angry about uh I this is this exact topic not being heard feeling like nobody's listening okay so and by nobody listening i'm meaning the core people in my life as we're saying my husband my mom my sister nobody's listening or nobody um feeling like i can't what is it i nobody's being i can't relate or they're not relating and so hmm. you know what i mean and so so this whole parenting thing and being a mom is all a new world and so when i'm um, when I'm explaining to someone, Hey, you know what? Like, let's say for example, I'm telling you, Hey Ricky, you know what? Um, this whole breastfeeding thing is just taking a whole toll on me. It's so much. Right. I'm telling, let's say I'm telling my sister, Oh, well just stop. <laughs> Not that she said this. Okay. Kelly, sorry. No, I'm right. just putting you as an example out there, but oh, just, just do something else. And really what I'm wanting is somebody to listen and not give me the, the, um, the suggestion or recommendation, because I already know what I need to do. What but do you, what I want is for somebody to listen. So that's been really hard for me in the last, just since the baby's been born. Have you told these core people that that's how you feel, that you feel like you're not being heard and you wish that they would be at, 
active listeners with you now yes and so and so now it's a matter of like oh you mean that's all i had to do <laughs> okay and you know they, what i mean they start doing it afterwards? yeah yeah now it's like oh okay and now they're active listeners but it's yes but it's always uh what is it two three steps forward two steps, two steps back. back because okay. they can listen they can be there but then sometimes and i think it's natural i think we all do it so i um, I can't blame anyone. I can't even blame myself or what, whatever the situation because we all do it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Here, maybe you should just do this. And it's natural because I do it too. Oh, just do that and you'll be fine. <laughs> you know okay. I mean? So, and and you can't be mad at people no, for being no. different types of listeners. Exactly. Which no. goes back to expectations. Like you want yeah. people to listen to you a certain way, hear you a certain way, and yeah. then follow it up with actions to reinforce what they heard out of your mouth mm-hmm. actually that makes sense that's mm-hmm. I, and that's what i would call like active and loyal listening mm-hmm. when you tell somebody mm-hmm. hey i've been through this this that and that like mm-hmm. th- here's here's all my shit here's all my trauma here's everything yeah <laughs> i kind of would hope that that person would take a proactive approach yeah and not do things that would trigger <laughs> more trigger more whatever ptsd (laughs) i had before yeah 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 and i say that because i've practiced that Mm -hmm. like i've had people in my life who have said oh you know i went i you know friends who do have ptsd from being in domestic violence disputes right and Mm -hmm. i'm I'm aware of that and i Mm -hmm. am careful when i listen to them and what i tell them right because i want them to feel hurt you know and safe to tell you and safe to tell me and so that that but not everybody is like that. And sometimes yeah. I feel bad getting mad at people who just, the, it just, the concept mm-hmm. just doesn't reside and yeah. they're incapable of listening. But it does lead me to think about, we had a, I was reading something about listening and I, I'm actually a really terrible listener. <laughs> and I realized that when, be, and only because I want to just problem solve, like right away I want to go in there and fix whatever someone's telling me Mm. they may not even be asking me for help you're about action so in the first 30 seconds of somebody telling me something i've already fully assessed (laughs) what the problem is and how they can fix it before Mm. they even finish a their complete thought or sentence yeah okay yeah and i cut them off and i'm like oh okay well look you just got to do this 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 right and then by that time you'll get this result because my that's just how i'm programmed that's just but why do I think that that's what people want from me? Right. Why do I think that everybody is coming to me for a solution? Yeah. I've yeah. made that assessment and that that judgment in my head that that's what people want from me. Right. When in fact, nobody's fucking asking me for that. Right. They sometimes just want, just listen. Mm-hmm. Just shut up and mm-hmm. listen. Mm-hmm. And because you already know how to solve the problem and you know how to, and probably have had past experience, you're like, oh, look, here, boom, all done. Right. And so now, <laughs> now with people, like I have my dear friend, Amy, and I tell her all the time that I'm trying to practice this, right? Yeah. So she may come and vent about something, mm-hmm. anything, and I won't say anything. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you're my friend, you know that I am always talking. I can't keep my mouth shut. So it's, it's gotta be a weird experience yeah. when all of the sudden, yeah, I'm not saying anything. Right, right. So then it's like, are you there? Yeah, well, I'm here. I, I'm listening. Well, I, I wonder, because I feel like 
I'm the one that listens to you all the time. You do. do. You ever, do you ever feel like I'm not listening or that? I'm no, 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 no. <laughs> or you know what I mean? Or no. Or that I don't have anything to say to you? No, no, not at all. Okay. I, the How you have made me feel is you, I feel like I just dump everything on you, all, whatever it is that I need to say. Yeah. You only interrupt me when it's a vital part of whatever assessment you're going to make in your head. And it's, mm. but, and it's not that much. It's rare, few, mm. far and in between. Mm-hmm. And then once it's all done, then you like lay it out yeah. very beautifully. Mind you guys, side note, this takes about 20 hours to do. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, but only because, and not because, because of the talking or the conversation, but because there's just so much that goes into just because you can say, oh, I have this problem, but this problem becomes so much more than just, oh, you know, I'm sad about this person. It becomes, okay, well, what have, what has happened in your life? What has happened in this person's life? What, what is actually the root of the problem? And so we can go on and on and on and on. And until we pinpoint, all right, this is what you need to work on. Right. Right. We don't have enough people like that in our lives. No, we don't. And again, that's why, that's why I'm trying to practice just listening. Shutting the fuck up and listening. <laughs> but what? that's not like you. That's not like a... I, do you feel like... I don't know. I don't feel like everyone... No, yes. I'm, okay, never mind. Everyone does need to be a better listener. Everyone should be a good listener. What if you're just not good at it, though? And yeah. you can't... It, what if... You, they're, they're that's not, not your a, strength. They're not... It, no i'm not saying that's not your strength i'm using the hypothetical person agreed agreed (laughs) that's not their strength (laughs) but also too i think i'm good at listening to other people than not i have certain people that i i'm i can listen to and not say so much and then i have other people where i already know where it's going and it's like okay Mm -hmm. this is just how the relationship is already Mm -hmm. so i think it's different with with everybody Mm -hmm. no doubt Mm -hmm. but it is an insecurity of mine sometimes because like with you, and I told you this last week, and I said, I always feel like I'm telling you everything that's going on in my life and you're problem solving for me and this, that, and the other. Like, you don't need me? Like, you don't, you don't want to ask me for something? Or can I listen to you? Can I help? I yeah. feel guilty yeah. That, yeah. that I'm just usually the one that... But Ray said, had a good point about you. He was like, Natalie's a listener in a poker. And I was like, nah, she is. She's a she's a, a poker, but yeah, I th- I think that I'm very much like that uh, with a lot of my relationships. I'm the I'm the listener. I just listen, even even in social places where listening isn't required. I'm I'm a listener, <laughs> and yes. I'm totally okay with that. And and the opposite of you, I'm trying to be. Um, I'm trying to share more. Because it, that helps me release and uh, process right. all of whatever I got going on. But that's so hard. That's so hard um, coming from a just um, an environment where it was just, you know, calladita te ves más bonita type thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, I'm trying to share more. So you were told that growing up? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Calladita te ves más bonita. Yeah, yeah. So translate that in English. Um, oh, God. Quiet, if it, quietly. Jesus. You're more beautiful quiet. Yeah. Say, less. Say, le- say less. say less. say less. Say less. Say less. You look better. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's the right translation, no, it but it is. It is. And that's, that is, and even, and it didn't have to be, that's not something that was directly like directed at me. That's just a given. Oh, I was directly you know told. I mean? It reminded me, my mom used to go and get her hair done. And I remember <laughs> she's going to kill me for saying this. I remember her taking me. I don't know. I must've been like seven or eight. And before yeah. we walk into the, to the salon, salon. she's like, don't talk. You talk a lot. Just please sit still and just shh. And my mom was very like, and I always felt, well, I don't, I'm, I'm going to sit there for, I want to know what these ladies are doing, who yeah. they are. Like there's so much to see, so much to ask. That's about. just who I am. Like I want to, I want to know. So, <laughs> but, and again, my mom was the complete opposite. My mom was, she's a mouse. She doesn't make yeah. a peep. Yeah. To this day. <laughs> yeah. So to have someone opposite of her or of you. I can imagine very that must have been, yeah, that must have been difficult for my mom because mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was, <laughs> it was definitely, and it makes me think of my brother because, and I think that's why she has a better connection with my brother because he's quiet. Yeah. Like her, he does, <laughs> which makes me now think, so of the two of you, because the two of you, I would categorize you guys as listeners. Yeah. My brother doesn't say much. Well, he does in different things, <laughs> but right. in other things, I don't know. He's just, you, I don't, so you're both listeners? Shit. Oh, and, and that's hard because of the listeners, um, the talker. And okay. so that also brings some of our issues. Um, I'll tell him like, like, dang, you really don't got nothing to say. I'm always. And so then I tell him like, I feel like I'm always the problem. So you feel like me yeah, then? Yeah. I feel like there's Welcome always something wrong. And then he still won't say anything. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck, you know, I guess I am the problem. And so, and that's hard. That's hard because I have to accept like, that's just who I am. That is who he is. But I do have to drive the point to him like, look, um, we need to converse. We need to have dialogue. I need to know what you're thinking, even if it's horrible or if it's great. Like, I need some feedback because um, that can only help our relationship, you know, no matter whatever the case is. Because, yeah, he's he's very good listener. <laughs> <laughs> Two quiet listeners, quiet talkers. But then, too, like, I remember I used to have my my mentor my boss jerry he Mm -hmm. used to always you could ask him a question and he would not answer you right away Mm -hmm. and people would get frustrated with him and look at him like what's wrong with you like why aren't you saying anything like would he literally just stay stare Mm -hmm. with the he would literally be thinking about whatever you just asked him or about the whole conversation it's tactful yes so i remember him telling me like so do you want me to just say something anything so that you it can confirm that you know, I'm thinking about it or can you just give me a minute uh, so I can actually give you a valuable answer? Yeah. I can give you something that that matters. Which, yeah. Which actually reminds me of uh, just recently. I had a very, very awkward conversation with somebody that I care about. Uh-huh. And I liked none of what this person said. Oh. None of what this person said. Like I completely, I was surprised at what they were saying telling me uh-huh. and i was this a close person to you or just I mean, or like a an acquaintance okay i know this person for a minute like maybe like two years right okay and this person was pissed that i did not call them back mm. after five days <laughs> right we played phone tag right they called me 
didn't answer. I called them, didn't answer. We kind of texted a little bit here and there, right? And so this person's like, what the? So you're not going to call me back now? Right. And gave <laughs> this whole explanation about the, you need to communicate better and this, this, uh, that, and the other. I just had, I was just like seeing red in my head. And before, I would have come up with some excuse. I would have said, well, this, that, da, 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 da. For the sake of saying something, I said not a word. Like, I was just (laughs) quiet. Because I was thinking, what could I possibly say to this person? Yeah. They're still going to be pissed that I didn't pick up the phone or I didn't make the effort that they wanted me to make to to call them within the last five days. Yeah. There's nothing I'm going to, I can say. Yeah. And so I said, let me just sit with this. Um, Can I just sit with this and... I'll, I'll get back. back. I'll get back to you, <laughs> which made it worse yeah. because yeah. it was like, well, what are you thinking about it? Like, yeah. I don't understand. What do you have to think about? Yeah, I didn't want to say anything that was gonna upset the person even more than the person was already upset, and I was just irritated. Like, mm-hmm. why am I having this conversation? If I could have really been honest in that moment, yeah. I'd have been like, you're not my dad. Bye. Yeah. Like, what are you yeah. doing? Like, why do I For have to report sure. to you? I was pissed. For sure. I was. Pi- I don't like anybody giving me like timelines restrictions i already have a lot of shit going on right the last thing that i need is somebody telling me right something that bothered that they had a problem right with. i'm not a mind reader how was i supposed to know you were gonna have a problem with this right and not to offend anyone right but you are not that important i'm sorry this goes to everyone and anyone it's just not including me you know but you know what i mean like it can be that important like you're no it's just not we all have shit going on. I'm sorry. I heard. I listened. That stressed um, me out right now. <laughs> I was pissed. And I'm angry about that. I'm, I'm genuinely angry. This well, per- Hold on. Saying. Let me finish. Oh, okay. This person <laughs> did not want to get off the phone. And I was like, just like poking me and poking me, like trying oh. to get an answer out of me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go work out. And I need it because I'm I'm not going to give you an answer that you want. I don't want to talk about this. I'm not in a right. in a space to do this. I'm turned and so, off. And, and there's <laughs> fuck, there's dead silence. Yeah. Why do I want to sit in silence? Yeah. So we hung yeah. up and that was it. And, and so, again, that anger is just piling up. Yeah. For this person. Yeah. I hope I hope they don't call. <laughs> I'm not calling. If they're listening to this podcast. Oh, God, I hope not. Move past <laughs> it. <laughs> But I was listening to a, um, I was listening to Kevin Hart. Where was it? Some a podcast? Uh, oh yes, the Jay Shetty podcast. Uh, Kevin Ooh, Hart. Jay Shetty with hair. We had a whole discussion yeah, about yeah, Jay Shetty with hair. Thing. <laughs> um, he said something that really resonated, and I've been having it on my mind, and it just kind of goes along with what you're saying. I feel it's just that everything is not that deep. And everything does not require an explanation. Or an answer or a response. Or, yeah. Okay, but, oh, I'm so glad you said that. So here's the thing. I was thinking about some very significant decisions that I have to make in my life. Like, I have some real serious decisions I got to make. And I have overthought these decisions like you have no idea. Mm. Thinking about all the possible scenarios, what could go wrong, what could go good, like just thinking, 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 thinking. Mm-hmm. And today I was like, wait, I've just overthought this. Why am I thinking so hard about this? This mm. shouldn't be something that that is that difficult to think about. Mm. But it goes back to uncertainty. Mm. I'm trying to find like a fucking math problem 
Mm-hmm. This plus this is going to give me this answer. Mm-hmm. I want that. That's the certainty that I want. But because that's not the way shit works. That's not the way life works. You live in this state of uncertainty and you're overthinking shit and you're all of these. And there's no peace with that. To your point that shit doesn't really have to be that complicated sometimes. Yeah. But we love to complicate it. We yeah. love to get ourselves in the mud and <laughs> right. make things right. worse. By the time that we're done, <gasps> we're six feet, you know, in drowning. Mm-hmm. And all along, we've had the, you know, we've had the answer on our hands. And I don't know. I We do. We overthink a lot. Yeah, we do. We make up scenarios in our head and we're but really good at manifesting. Because, because, but you want to be sure about something. You want to be sure about something. So you are going to think all of those things through. Well, what do you want to be? Well, what are you trying to be certain about? What exactly? What, what is it? <laughs> <Let's get> it. <laughs> uh, because I'm, I want to solve it now. You see? Look at how I want to give you the answer now. <laughs> um, I, I think that I'm getting to an age where mm. I think I'm getting to an age where I'm thinking about like I look at both of my parents, right? Yeah. They're polar opposites. I have one parent who did not remarry, focused on her kids. My mom just, we are her everything. She, my mom went out, traveled, did her thing, but that was it. Mm-hmm. There was nothing, there was no other love story after that. Mm-hmm. My dad's been going on his third marriage. <laughs> been all over the world, doing all kinds of things, getting his feet wet, just everything. All over, right? Bless their hearts, both of them. Right. So, so, and I feel split between them because I can relate to both. Oh, of course. I okay. can relate to the, the type of life that my mom is living, mm-hmm. right? Stress-free. You ain't got to talk to anybody. You don't have to ask anybody. You don't have to. You're, you're on your own. You're making decisions for yourself mm-hmm. and for the well-being of those that you immediately care for, which in this particular case, her kids and her yeah. grandkids, right? Yeah. And that's it. There's nothing complicated about my mom's life. Nothing. I love that. It's simple. Yeah. It's predictable. Whew. All right, cool. I'm just going to write it out from here. Mm-hmm. And then I think about my dad's life. Mm. And I could see that too. Oh, okay, cool. He's having a great life. Well, even with the, the two, all of his wives, he's always had something dynamic going on, something exciting. And, and I thought that that was beautiful to be able to share that experience with somebody and to be able to build a life with somebody as you go on through life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I was like, what do I want for myself? Mm. And I feel that as if I'm at that like crossing point, that uh, threshold. I of, see. I'm either going to lock it down. Okay. And, <laughs> and focus on my career, my path, all of that. Yeah. My kids. Yourself. And I'm going to just cut that part cut that expectation or cut that desire to to do what my dad's doing that you know building with somebody else loving having a romantic partner of any kind Mm. if i go my mom's route right that could work i see how it's working for my mom Mm. right and then i think about but what's gonna there's a lot of responsibility that goes into that also because because my mom doesn't have anybody to mm-hmm. share her life with we mm-hmm. kind of become that mm-hmm. so there's a lot of there's a different type of responsibility not even mm-hmm. that she asks that not even that she asks us to fulfill yeah. any type of need in that aspect of it but we just we're naturally yeah. all there for each other right yeah 
She's where, your immediate family. She's right. the one that you... Where my dad... Convives? Yeah, where my dad's just, you know, living his life. and But both of your parents are living their lives. They are, but it's how they're living their lives, right? Mm-hmm. And so I wonder... I wonder... I, I don't... I'm not sure what I want to do. I don't necessarily want to end up alone, so to speak. I want to enjoy the later part of my life. I want to, and I think the reason why I want not, hold on, now it's coming to me. I think the reason why I want to enjoy the later part of my life is because the first half was shitty. (laughs) Not shitty, but the first part was really hard. And I want to, in a sense, really enjoy the next part of my life. and And why can't I be a mix of both? Why can't I have somewhat of my independence, but be able to share that with somebody? Which even then, that in itself sometimes isn't, a realistic thing or a thing that appeals to people, right? Because you're like, oh, I want something in between, right? But I think that's those are those are things that I'm thinking about. That's what's on my mind. And I remember when um, when my aunt Rosie was dying, and the 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 nurses that were coming in while she was in hospice was mm-hmm. really astounded by how much family she had there with her. Mm-hmm. And she goes on to say that like the majority 90 percent of the people that she's taking care of people are by themselves mm, like by themselves and so i think a part of me that's well rest assured that you won't be by yourself no, no, when, no. And I, and in I your won't. dying days no, i'm not <laughs> okay <laughs> unless it's something like completely like that happens at a snap of a of a finger but You'll have plenty of people around. Mm-hmm. I'll be sure to be there. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the Luca will be there, you know, unless we go before you. But you know, but does that make sense? Um, yes, I do have a question, though. I, I feel like you're limiting yourself to the um, potential of your life. And not to say that your parents' lives are limited. Um, but what if your life turns out completely different? then and that's probably your overthinking too Mm. um what if your life ends up completely different than what your parents life is i don't think it has to be a mix of your mom and your dad or one more than the other i think it can be completely outside of that and and i don't what's outside of that i don't know okay but i see what you're saying like those are limiting beliefs yeah yeah, yeah right. that I could only be this. Right, 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 right. But I think that's a lot of us. It I is. Think because that's all we know, really. Like, that's all you know. Mm-hmm. You, right. you see how your, your mom has brought up you guys and how her life has played out. You see how your dad has lived his life and how it's playing out. And so you think, all right, well, I got to do one of these two things here. <laughs> That's definitely sometimes like how I feel. But it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't. And you're right. And so to my point, why am I even thinking about this right now? Mm-hmm. Why is that even a thing for me to think <laughs> about? <laughs> That's who cares mm. to, to your point. Sometimes really things are that simple. They're, they don't have to be that complicated. Mm-hmm. They don't have to. You don't have to have. All. But again, that's anxiety, right? When you're trying to think of you're not in the present moment 
you're carrying around your terrible past just like a backpack you're just let's go past let's go yeah and you're trying to think about the future completely ignoring the present present yeah yeah that's anxiety and it's fine and uncertainty yeah and uncertainty so that's what i'm trying to practice is to live to to get comfortable with uncertainty and know that it brings the opportunity for growth it brings the opportunity for you know discovering things about yourself yeah and i guess that's the one thing i should probably be certain certain about is self-discovery no matter what yeah and just go with the flow you know oh, okay easier said than done <gasps> just, just go with the, the flow. flow no <laughs> the flowers are blooming the no sky is blue. yeah tell yourself that every day i want to just go with the flow Mm-mm. i but i think we do have to remind ourselves and tell ourselves that just go with the flow because ultimately all right, you have a decision that yeah, you have to if, make. Yeah, what if the flow, you end up on Niagara <laughs> Falls down? A, <laughs> I'm going to just go you with better, the flow. You better learn how to swim. <laughs> Look, because... <clears throat> yeah, I want the flow to take me to a nice calm pond. Wait, hold on. Then go river, there. No, a river would never go to a pond, right? Because a pond is just solitary. It sits there. A and pond yeah, it's just, just a sits there. Bloop a web I'm over here trying to get the river to get me to a compound, but it is the pond. I'll just take a stream. Pond. I'll take a stream because at this point, in my mind, I'm gonna get the deathly waterfall if I go with the flow. <laughs> Look, you're gonna make the decision, and if you don't like the decision that you made, you can change it. Can I? And it's always gonna change anyway because things always change. Okay, so. Interesting that you said change. A thousand years ago, a thousand thousand years ago, when um, my brother was going to Musicians Institute. Okay, he is not that old. <laughs> I literally thought you were going to bring up like cavemen or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know how long. Okay, wait. Melina's 22. This was, no, she's going to be 21. So this was like two, like 19 years ago. Okay. okay. My brother is going to school and he has to write a song. Mm-hmm. And turn it in for an assignment. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he gets me, he gets um, a singer-songwriter that he used to be in a band with, Chris Harris, my cousin Mondo and himself. Mm-hmm. We all co- collaboratively write this song. Yeah. And and we did it here in the studio, too. I remember I was so nervous about singing and I had all these, <laughs> like, drapes around me because I didn't want nobody to look at me. Yeah. But I specifically remember a lyric to the song the chorus is, says, hold on, something's going to change. Mm. Because I already knew at that point in my life that it was bad. Like, this right. is not good. Right. But hold on, yeah. Ricky, because something's going to change. Yeah. And it's almost like I wrote that song for myself to remind myself mm. that, listen, as terrible as things may be right now, yeah. it's going to change. And you're going to be the one to change it. And yeah. that's why I wrote the chorus of the song like that. I like that. So, okay, so reflecting back, did you think that that Ricky, did you think Ricky was going to be doing this, all of what you are now? Mm. Mm. I don't know. No, at all. no, no. Def- at that time, yeah. when I, that was me exiting the entertainment, the entertainment part of my life when I was really focused on being in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and interning at Sony Music. I was heavy in that, managing my brother's band. But that mm-hmm. was also the beginning of the end because mm-hmm. that didn't la- I didn't that didn't last long mm-hmm. and I didn't have the support. So it all ended. And I really thought I was never going to step foot back into this industry, mm-hmm. which goes back to what we were talking about earlier. 
in this break that I've taken for myself, I really reflected and thought, am I, am I really supposed to be here? Mm. Am I really supposed to be doing this? Like now? Like like just being in the industry that I'm in, like doing what I'm doing right now. Wouldn't this all be a lot easier if I just got a regular job again and I just, I could live a good life and I could, you know, not have to worry about all of this stuff that's going on and build a business. That would just be a lot easier. Why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I here? And I think earlier when you came in and I was telling you that I was really excited about what was going on this weekend and everything that we had going on. Yeah. Is that little twinkle in my eye. eye. Yeah. As much as, as much as it, coming back. Yeah. As much as it exhausts me, as much as it, it's such a challenge. It challenges me being in this, doing this. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think for me, the, the biggest, what I like are challenges. Mm -hmm. They get stimulating. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, I think about like we have today's Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have, I think like four different events that have to happen in the next two days. Okay. So I love trying to figure out the logistics behind it. Uh, okay. What do we need? Mm-hmm. Who needs to go? What are going to be the anticipated problems behind it? How can we immediately troubleshoot and resolve? Yeah. And how does everybody just the logistics behind all of that? It just absolutely like, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It does wear me out and it does take a lot from me, but that's, that's, that's the, ex- that's what gets you going. And I like to see the end result. I think you're also, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, right? You're in a different state of mind. I think that you're approaching, you're approaching this from a completely different angle. Yes. Um, and obviously you already, you have, not that you haven't had the experience, but the experience from the last year or two mm-hmm. and you've been able to reflect on what you did like what you didn't like um what can personally I and professionally right. and now you're coming in with said things in mind and now you're gonna execute bah, 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 yes. bah, 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 more seamlessly i think it's more seamless <laughs> this time or it appears to me it appears to be more seamless thank you for that credibility yes which goes back to uncertainty what how <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know how I managed to do it, but I survived for the last year mm-hmm. off of what Rose City Sound made. I, mm. You know how hard that is? Yeah. How, I'm sorry, how hard that was? Right, right. New business. That was a very humbling thing for me. That was yeah. a very humbling thing for me. Yeah. The uncertainty is what drove me crazy. Yeah. I don't know people are going to call us for business. And it doesn't matter how much business development, how much relationships people can change their mind at any minute. Of course. The same way we've gotten opportunities, right? Yeah. When people decided to change their minds about who they were doing business with before. Yeah. And we got an opportunity, right? Yeah. I know that uncertainty lies there. Right. And then when you're surviving off of it, oh man, it was was terrible. Mm. So now you're overworking yourself and just completely throwing yourself at it, making sure that there's not a beat that's missed. Yeah. Just, which was careless on my, on my behalf also, because all I had to do was ask for help. All I had to do was lean in, you know, we have a, we have a great team with, with Ray and with Hex and with Severe. And I even say the extended family that we have with like Jody, Mm -hmm. people that are actively involved in, they can help you. And I say this 
I was talking to Jody the other day because I needed her help to yeah. pick up my child. Yeah. Yeah. I hate asking for help, mm-hmm. but there's no way I'm going to do what I need to do right now. Right. If I don't ask for this help. Yeah. But that also comes from a place of having to constantly prove myself to people. To be I like, look, it. I got this. I can do this. Ugh. I'm worthy of this. This is my place. Yeah. But I killed myself trying to do, trying to prove that. Yeah. I, I, and again, because I was uncertain mm-hmm. about what people thought of me. I thought, I thought everyone around me thought, how is she going to do this? Is she, can she do this? Like, what is she doing? Yeah. I didn't have confidence in what people thought about me. And that uncertainty is what, what drove me like down bad (laughs) but now you don't need you don't need that from people anymore right or that's that's not something mm -hmm. to have no i don't i don't want it anymore i don't want to do i don't want to need it i don't want to abuse because it's a form of abuse (laughs) like what i did to myself was very abusive yeah on every level and i think that knowing so that so the certainty that i have now is when when shit hits the fan and everything just like goes to shit, mm-hmm. you really see who's there. Mm. You really see who who has it out for you, who has your gonna, back, who has your back, and then that's when a kind of certainty comes through. Who's gonna reach out? So it becomes a thing where it doesn't matter what's gonna happen. Yeah, that uncertainty is always gonna be there. What is certain yeah. are the people who love you. Mm-hmm. what is certain are the people that are are next to you are helping you are yeah. guiding you that love should always be certain yeah because if you don't have that certainty with your group of people that you have around you how are you going to tackle all of life's uncertainties right. it becomes nearly impossible damn that was good mm-hmm. damn <laughs> <laughs> look at us being ray <sighs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you get what i'm saying you are love yeah, the, love is the answer to everything. And my brother always says this all the time. He does. Love, love, love. We, um, Hex and I, we, we did a, a a Dodgers event this Tuesday, and he brought his nephew with him. After we went and we caught lunch, we were having lunch, and he <laughs> he asked me. He said, "So, Ricky, what is your <coughs> excuse me? What is your goal with Rose City Sound? Like, what is it that you want to do?" Right. And so I said, "Well, I guess." The long-term goal is to have a brick and mortar and, you know, have a place and whatever, travel the world with all the talent that we have and build and bring music to people. Yeah. I said, but I think ultimately my goal is to do what we do with all the love that we have inside of us. Mm -hmm. We love music. Our relationship Mm -hmm. with music is big, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then the relationship and the commitment and the purpose that we have mm. to share that music with people. Yeah. Because we also love to see how music influences people. How, right. how music changes people. How they move. Everything. The emotion behind that. So the combination of all those things. And then you get to do that with people you love. Yeah. And then you get to practice that and share these, all these crazy events and all these crazy times. And you, all of that is love. Yeah. Bliss. It's love and and mm. love I've recently learned is hard sometimes. It's difficult. But at the root of it, it's everybody's intention, you know, and yeah. and, and, and commitment to one another and to the purpose of sharing music and just le- like legit making the world a better place. Yeah. That that's all it is. It's everyone, that simple. That's, that's all everyone wants. Yes. 
I don't know why I brought that story up. Uh, girl, you can't ask me. I don't know. What if, what does the chat say? I don't know. <laughs> chat, where, where are we at? Because <laughs> if you don't know, I have no clue. We don't know. We don't know. And we're actually going to wrap up because we do want to chat it up with all those on live on Twitch with us. You can yes. catch us on Twitch. Yes. Fridays, 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. We're, we're here and we love it. This is new for On This Frequency. Because after this, we get to ask everybody what their uncertainties are. What are you guys scared about? What what makes you nervous? What, you know, and how do you deal with that? Exactly. Right. So that's twitch.tv forward slash on this frequency. And you can also watch us on YouTube. Uh, be sure to hit the subscribe button to be notified whenever we upload new episodes. And you can always support the On This Frequency team by buying us some coffee. You can send us your donation at buymeacoffee.com forward slash on this frequency. Keep in touch with us on Instagram and on Twitter. Our handle is simply at on this frequency. Venganse, venganse, venganse. Vamos a jugar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a cantar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a llorar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a fumar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a jugar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a cantar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a fumar hoy. Vamos a tomar hoy, hoy.